The playoffs on Round Guy Radio are sponsored by, or, or powered by the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. Also, I wanted to mention the next chance you can have to get some of uh, my baseball cards. Uh, me and my grandson will be uh, uh, in Iowa City at the fairgrounds uh, a week from uh, Sunday, uh, March 10th. So you can catch us out there. I want to thank uh, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance, and Wester Drug of Musket, Muscatine and, and Wilton for uh, sponsoring. We're going to be talking a little uh, playoffs, and I have uh, uh, put forward a panel of basketball efforts. We have Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Say hello. Hello, hello. And we have the Peak and Panthers, Coach Coach Swanson with us. Welcome to the program, Coach. Yeah, glad to be here, Dave. All right. Well, let's just get let's just kick this big and get right into it. Uh, Coach Swanson, let's start with the Winfield Mount Union game uh, uh, against uh, Linville Sully. What what do you know about this game? Intriguing matchup. Really, both teams have great post play and are, and are deep at those positions and play through those guys. Uh, run a slower style, a slower pace control the clock, play defense, rebound, execute. And so that's going to be very interesting. Um, I thought that was just such a great matchup the state put together to get these two teams to play, and and it'll be a lot of fun. You know, a bit of a close proximity. Uh, Don't cross paths a lot of similar teams, but it should be very exciting. you got the top team from the Super Conference, advances to state, and then uh, uh, Super Conference North, excuse me, and then uh, the top team from the Sickle West Division advances to state. So it should be an exciting game. Well, it's uh, kind of uh, uh, right there in the Round Guy Radio family uh, uh, area. We don't really cover Linville Slays basketball so much. We definitely do in the in the football. Andy Kretzinger, Southeast Iowa Union. Uh What's your perspective on this game here, this Winfield Mount Union, Linville Sully? Yeah, as, as uh, Coach Swanson said there, um, uh, one thing about Linville Sully is they do have all size inside. Uh, I actually had talked to um, uh, Coach Clay Edwards after their substitute game. He kind of said, you know, he, he'd rather play a team that has a little size to match up with them rather than play uh, a team with a bunch of, bunch of guards that, that uh, create – uh, weird matchup difficulties and, and stuff like that. Um, it'll be interesting. This uh, Clayton Van Dyke is six six, you know, a, a, a pretty big dude. And um, we've kind of seen uh, Winfield's posts, um, who were let's see, what Abrams six six and Cam six four. So he matches up well against them um, size wise. We we've seen them um, fare really well against smaller teams where they can just dominate inside. But um, they've certainly uh, played their fair share of bigger teams, you know, Waco uh, is pretty big um, down low, and uh, they just played Holy Trinity, who had a couple of big guys down low who could guard them, so they do have very recent experience against going um, against teams like that. Uh, One thing that I would say is um, would normally be an advantage for either team would be having some seniority and some um, upperclassmen. Uh, I was going through the entire 1A bracket, and... um, Everybody in the top ten points, rebounds, and nine of the top ten in uh, in assists were seniors or juniors. So every one of these eighteen eighteens is upperclassmen led. Um, one thing I'll say: I haven't seen Linville Sully play. I see here that uh, Carter Nounharder is um, yeah, leads him in assists, and he's one of the best passers in the field right now. Given that he's you know been one of their best athletes, 
um, at the school because we've seen him in baseball and, and uh, football and stuff like that. Um, that, you know, it's probably an advantage that your, your ball handler um, is a big game player, you know, who has, who has advantage. And both these teams actually have uh, a little experience with postseason stuff because of Wendell Sully baseball and uh, Winscott Union uh, football. So it, they, they mirror each other a little bit. Um, I'll say that the, the one ad, um, advantage that Winfield has um, over the field here is it does look like uh, Winfield's the best team on the board. Abram Edwards is uh, the best rebounder in class one uh, in the class one a field here. Um, so uh, yeah, as uh, John said, it'd uh, probably be fairly low scoring. I'm guessing that it's going to go at a little bit slower pace, kind of like that Holy Trinity uh, Winfield uh, Substate game. So uh, that probably means it's going to be pretty close. Well, uh, Coach Edwards, I was talking to Coach Perkins of the Fairfield Trojans at the award show last night, and. Uh, he said he got to see uh, Winfield and Fairfield play Holy Trinity. Uh, he said that they, I don't think he said at, at one, not even one time during the game did they even attempt a shot until there was 10 seconds or left left on the shot clock. Uh, I find Winfield Mount Union to be very defensive-oriented and very methodical. Uh, tell me a little bit about that kind of a style of basketball. They're very disciplined. Uh, you're right. I, I was at the game as well, and they ran the shot clock down consistently. Looked to find either uh, Jake, Abram, or uh, Cam late in the shot clock to make something happen. Obviously, uh, you know Cam's a guy. He's a mismatch all over the court, and I'm not sure there's there's going to be a guy in Class 1A that's going to be able to match match up with him one on one, just with this leaping ability, explosiveness, and, and strength getting to the basket. So he, he's a matchup problem right off. Um, and, you know, as far as their style of play, it's it's tough when you're used to getting up and down because they just control the game. It, it's uh, such like a, a football team that runs the ball a lot. They're going to control the clock and um, shorten up the game, essentially. Um, and again, as Andy said, and we talk about Linville Sully is used to doing the same thing. So that's what makes the game so intriguing. Uh, Linville Sully, yes, uh, Nowen Harder is a, is a very good athlete and a very good point guard. Uh, I've seen him play a handful of times. He, he knows when to go, knows when to slow things down. Not much of a, a scorer or a shooter per se. He's a pass-first guy, but he really does a good job running that team. I think this game's going to come down to Guard play, turnovers, and then who can knock down some three-point shots. I think that's going to be huge for both teams. So uh, who can kind of separate themselves in those departments because we know there's going to be some great post play, great coaching, and it's going to be a slow, methodical pace. Well, Andy, um, everybody knows how big and how strong Abram Edwards is, and and, uh, everybody knows uh, that uh, Cam Buffington – you know, he goes to the basketball like a steamroller, uh, just big and strong and coming in there. But who outside of those two guys? Uh, uh, is it Hemsworth? Is it, is it uh, Jake Edwards? Who else could make the difference in this game? Who, who besides those two big guys that could get something done here? That's a good question. Well, the, you know, the good thing about the way that Wintermount Union is set up is that, um, you know, with their, their top scores are the guys down low. But the three guards, um, the three starting guards, um, Carter Lloyd and Jake Edwards and Gabriel Hemsworth, kind of 
switch on and off a little bit. It's it's not really that there's one that there's one that you have to key on because uh, you know I think Jake uh, um, is the leading scorer of the three, but on you know any given night, um, it just depends. You know, there's no guarantee who's going to shoot the ball the most out of the three. Um, they all three do pretty similar things. Um, I will say that um, I, I thought it was interesting. So, so Jake um, has had the hot hand. Well, Jake and uh, Gabe both in that last, uh, the last couple of games. Um, but Jake Edwards, about halfway through that uh, semifinal game, you know, he hit three threes in the second half of that, and he hit uh, a couple threes here in the um, the substate final. And one thing about those shots was that they were all like real deep. Um, he, he just steps off the three-point line a little bit. I think part of that is because, you know, when they're zoning up and he's just got that space, you know, and, and he's just uh, comfortable with that. I noticed at the uh, girls' state tournament that even though they're playing at Wells Fargo, that they took away the NBA line, um, which usually when you're playing at state, you have the three lines. You have the – or you at least have the two lines. You have the high school line that goes around, the NBA line, and then I think maybe a women's basketball line in between those two. Uh, um, I forget exactly, but um, I was – that, that – um, tends to mess up guards sometimes because kids who are used to sitting there and, and shooting threes right outside the regular three-point line, but you know, it's just confusing because the first three-point line you step to, you know, you, you step into your shot and it's longer than you're used to. Um, and I was like, I remember thinking that Jake might not have, J- Jake Edwards uh, has been shooting such deep threes that maybe he wouldn't be as affected um, by that. But um, but to answer your question, it's honestly just whoever's got the hot hand that day. I, I don't think that they you know, game plan around either of those three guards shooting more than the other two. It's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be whoever hits one early. And that can be a good thing because you have three shots at somebody getting hot or, you know, some, some people would say that you'd rather have, um, one guard that shoots more than the others because then you know who, who the ball is, uh, you're trying to get the ball to. But, um, I will say that, uh, uh coach Edward said of the three of them, um, he said that they've always got the green light, and they better know that they have the green light uh, because that—that's what um, that's what spreads the defense out a little bit, so they can't just clamp down on the big guys. You know, I agree that you know uh, either one of um, uh, either one of those guys or, or all three of those, uh, Carter Lloyd included. You know, the, it's just whoever has a hot hand is, I think, who they try to feed. Uh, Coach Swanson, uh, I saw that Coach Edwards uh, reserved a little time at Carver Hawkeye. Uh, to practice now, you know, everybody likes to play in their home gym. You guys love to play there at Pekin. Uh, it's got that atmosphere that everybody's used to playing. Uh, anytime you go on the road, it's a little different environment. But how do you prepare a team, you know, for the Wells Fargo Arena experience? Well, I think that's you know, doing that is is uh, help going to help shooters, you know, with the depth perception. You know, most of these gyms we're playing in. You got a wall, uh, either the basket's mounted to the to the wall or it comes down from the ceiling, but you have something behind you to uh, to kind of side in on that hoop. And in the, an actual arena like what the Well or, or Carver Hilton, there there's just seats and there's people, and you really got to focus up and and lock in on that. And it it can really mess with guys uh, playing their first game in a, in a big arena like that. I can't really uh, relate. I uh, have played in one and, and have a coach in one. So, um, but but I do know uh, from from being a shooter, uh, when I played, uh, yeah, depth perceptions is a big deal, and new surroundings do kind of screw you up sometimes. Okay, Andy, uh, 
talk to me about covering a state uh, a tournament game. You know, uh, we talked to you on, on the last time I talked to you and uh, Hunter on the way up to uh, uh, Winfield Mount Union's game. Um, walk me through the, the just the, the walking into the gym, getting set up, you know, uh, big, big time environment. Uh, uh, what about covering the game from, you know, at, at a state championship level? Yeah, um, well, I, I, you know, basketball is one of my most uh, favorite uh, um, events to cover, both uh, the girls and the boys. It's just kind of, uh, uh, Wells Fargo is a good good place for it. Um, uh, honestly, it kind of depends on what time it is. You know, when you go into Winfield's game on Monday, that's the second game of the day, and you have all these other teams playing. And so what you get is, you know, uh, it's probably, gonna, the, probably the worst time to park is uh, that second game because you have a game going on, so the parking lot's already filled up. And then you have a bunch of people who want to come a game or two early for theirs. And then it's a crazy environment, you know, because uh, uh, because there's all these teams, all these fans. But uh, funny enough, I covered uh, I covered Winfield Union girls basketball last year. They went to um, they went to state and they played in the last game of the night. And uh, and and when you play in the last game of the night, especially in class one uh, A, when all the other teams uh, pretty much have left. I drove basically right up to the front door, parked, and walked in. It was kind of a eerie quietness, you know, because uh, it's such a big gym. It's 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 uh, the environment of the state tournament is is almost weird because in the sub-state game, it's just crazy. The you know it's packed, it's standing room only, and every little school around is watching, and um, it's well, every single basket. It seems like you know the the crowd just goes crazy, but there's so much space at Wells Fargo. And it almost seems quiet. I, I think sometimes teams have to adjust to how quiet it is because there's just so much space compared to how many fans are there. But it will be a little bit louder for Winfield's game since they're the they're the noon game. There'll be a lot more fans there. Um, but uh, um, but yeah. But I was actually going to say uh, one thing that, that John mentioned about the, the three point shooters or about the shooting. Um, the the teams that scored the basket at uh, state, and I don't have any stats to back this up, just from my experience. It seems like the teams that are scoring at the basket have an advantage, uh, and it's just, it's just it's it's just that the, the three shooting a three pointer looks different when you're at Wells Fargo or um, at one of those big Cedar Rapids schools where you know there's uh, there's so much space as he said there's no back wall and uh, you know if uh, Buffington and Edwards are jumping to lay the ball up at the rim the rim is is right next to their face just like you know back home so uh, um, I've noticed that that inside teams usually um, are able to score a little better. Coach, over there. Coach Swanson, uh, uh, I thought I heard you say earlier that, that you did this as a player. No, no, I said I haven't. Okay. I haven't, no. I I, I just, from, from a perspective of, of uh, um, you know, I, I was regarded as a, as a shooter in, in high school and, and played a lot of basketball, and, and I know playing in new environments uh, can, can mess you up sometimes. So. Well, there's a new environment there uh, this year as they have a new floor, uh, uh, something new. Now, I, I was told uh, uh, that they, they just lay that floor right out over the hockey rink, uh, and it can be cold on the floor. Uh, do you know? You have any perspective on that? I, I don't. I do know that uh, sometimes places that do that, they do have uh, – they do fight uh, water occasionally, but I'm, I'm sure Wells Fargo staff is, is obviously uh, – dealt with that and, is, and playing around it. All right. Do, do you have any other comments about this game in particular? 
I don't. I, I, uh, I'll be up there watching it with taking some, uh, some of my players up there. I'm really excited for it and, uh, you know, excited to see a North Division team back in the state tourney. It's been since uh, Wapolo in uh, 15, I believe, with, uh, with Trent Master. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, 18 with uh, Trent Master since we've had a North Division team in the state tourney. So we'll be, uh, we'll be cheering on the, uh, the Wolves on Monday. All right. Uh, what about you, Andy? Do you have anything else about this game in particular you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, Hunter will be up there covering that first game, so I'll be uh, I'll be uh, paying the the top dollar for the Iowa High School Sports Network uh, pa- tournament pass, and so I'll be doing some live tweeting. Uh, so I'll, I'll be watching from the comfort of uh, our office, I think. Oh well, uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how uh, uh, much the state's got to bleed us? To, to, to watch our teams uh, up there? Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out right now. Actually, I, haven't, I haven't got my... Uh, here it is. It was funny enough, you know, the the uh, the ticket price for actually going up there is pretty similar to, um, to uh, watching it, you know, at home and, and you're not paying the gas. But uh, a lot of people like to uh, um, give the uh, high school sports network a little bit of... a little bit of... Uh, uh, crud for um, for charging since the girls don't charge. In fact, I'm watching the girls uh, tournament right now for free on YouTube. It uh, looks like individual games are $10. So if you're just paying one game, it's $10. Or you can buy the entire tournament for $19. So I would just buy the tournament for $19 because what's $9? I mean, if Winfield wins their first game, you've already you're already losing money by paying for two individual games when you could pay for um, pay the 19. But it's on the uh, Iowa High School Sports Network. Uh, dot com and I have a I have a screen name on there or whatever you call it. Um, so you just make a screen name and give them your card information and uh, and that kind of uh, that's kind of it. And then you and then since you paid money, then you can complain all you want if they ever uh, if the every the stream ever goes down or uh, if a commercial uh, goes too long and it cuts into the game or whatever. Then you have uh, complaining rights. So that's always good too. All right. Well, we're gonna switch over and talk a little bit about West Burlington's game. I don't expect either one of you to know uh, too much about Trainer, their, their opponent. Uh, but, um, and I know, Annie, this is a little bit outside, just kind of inches outside of your coverage area. Yeah. Uh, Coach Swanson, uh, tell me about West Burlington, and uh, um, I don't know if you looked into it, but what do you see this matchup and the keys to, to them uh, advancing? So, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I did look up a little bit about Trainer. I, I am familiar with him uh, somewhat, so I will uh, mention a few things about him. Uh, just you know, just looking at the matchup as a whole, uh, really exciting. Obviously, uh, West Burlington's got two tremendous guards in Mason Watkins and, and Brady Martin. Uh, we have not played him since uh, since Martin was a freshman, and we played him in a district final. Uh, he actually started that year. Um, you know, didn't didn't much different player now, but but you could see that even at that point, like how good how good he he could be potentially, and, and he has really grown into a really nice player for him. And obviously, Mason Mason's one of the top uh, junior guards in the state. Uh, really exciting three level guy. You know, can can pass a rock and D up and, and do a lot of things. So it uh, should be really exciting. You know, obviously last year they, they came up just uh, just a little bit short of making it to state, and then uh, were able to get over the hump against Cascade in a in a 
tough sub-state game and then get get to the well. West Burlington has really dominated in the South Division, which which is not an easy division by any means. I believe going undefeated the last two seasons, have have won the the chain the championship both seasons as well. So that that's that's speaks for itself when you get to state and you don't have any losses. Uh, really, the question is, you know, compared to say trainer, where's the competition level? You know, have they? Uh, that resume looks good, but have they played a strength of schedule? Is it is it uh, going to be the same as trainers? Um, I glanced at trainers. Their three losses this year come to Bishop Heelan, which I believe is a 3A qualifier for the state tourney, and then uh, Underwood twice, which is another 2A qualifier. So their three losses come to state tournament teams. So um, their conference isn't... Uh, isn't loaded by any means, but they uh, they do play some bigger schools. Uh, have a nice one against Harlan and, and a few others. Um, you know, Scott Rucker's been there for quite a few years. Has been a perennial state tournament uh, team. Uh, they've been the one seed. I, I can't remember the last time they won it. They have won the state tournament, I believe, since he's been there. But a uh, very quality program, and they're used to winning, used to don't making that trip to Des Moines. I'm I'm really excited to see how uh, how the Falcons is. Uh, I'm not sure on their state tournament history, but uh, definitely uh, you know under uh, they got a new coach this year, and and despite the success in, in Southeast Iowa, it's it's going to be uh, you know it's a whole different ballgame when you get up to the well. So it'll be exciting to see what they can do. Well, Andy, you cover the Super Conference. You got a lot of Super Conference North teams. You got a lot of Super Conference South teams that you cover. I'm sure you've come in. Uh, 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 some contact with West Burlington Falcons through the year. What do you know about them? Yeah, uh, actually, so I watched, uh, um, I've actually seen West Burlington live this year. I saw them live last year a couple times, including a game against Burlington. Um, when they had a lot of the same kids, and then, of course, I watched online the uh, um, infield game, I believe. Um, I've seen them online a couple times. But, uh, well, West Burlington has a couple of the best uh, guards in the area. Um, Obviously, uh, having experienced guards is never bad in basketball. Uh, Mason Watkins and Brady Martin are two of the best in playing on the same team. Um, Watkins scores 22 points a game, which is, um, you know, any, anytime you can have a, a number like that, that, that's one of the top scorers in class. Um, anyway, uh, I would say, um, so the, the Super South, um, I would say it was a, maybe a, a tick down this year than it, used, than it has been. You know, in the last few years, it's had like three or four teams you can see going to state. Um, West Burlington has had uh, some teams that are, have been able to challenge them. I think they um, centrally challenged them a little bit. Uh, obviously, went from that Union in that shootout game, and then um, Notre Dame. So they've had some some pretty close games when their substitute game was pretty close. And that's good because Trainer, um, as Coach Swanson said, uh, if you would have asked me what I knew about Trainer uh, before all this happened, the only thing I know about that school is that they're at the state basketball tournament a lot. And uh, I went back and said, I, I went back, I was like, oh, they weren't here last year. So I went back to check uh, what they did last year. And with a lot of the same kids last year, they uh, their sub-state championship loss was the Central Lion, who was the state champions in class um, 2A. And in fact, they were leading at one point in that game. And this Jace Tams kid, uh, who's in, he, uh, he scored 21 against those guys. And so then I looked at their, um, their road to state this year. Uh, somehow they got in the same sub-state or they had to play Van Meter, who's always at the state tournament, 
in the sub-state semifinals. They beat them by 10. And then they had to beat Grandview Christian uh, in the sub-state finals. And those are, I mean, those are three schools. If you add Terrain or Grandview and Van Meter, those are three schools that could wind up in the same state bracket, you know. Uh, so they have really been battle-tested. They killed Harlan. Um, yeah, as uh, John said, there was all their losses are to quality teams. So it certainly is a... I honestly think you could make an argument that it's a tough draw for both teams. Uh, if you're West Burlington, you certainly don't want to go against a team that um, is this battle-tested. And if you're a trainer and you're the five seed and you've had that good of a season, you probably don't want to go against a team that, that hasn't lost this year. So um, one thing that's kind of fun is that the two games that I'm most interested in, the Winfield game and the uh, West Burlington game, are the four or five seed games, which are obviously, you know, mathematically supposed to be the closest. So maybe we'll see a couple. We'll probably get your money's worth. Uh, Hunter's going to stay there for the whole day, I think, because his wife uh, uh, teaches at West Burlington. So I think that he's going to get his, well, he, he gets there for free because he's media. But if he didn't, he'd probably get his money's worth with, with those games. He'll probably get his money's worth either way. Coach Swanson, yeah. uh, what, what time are these games? And then just walk me through a little bit. I know you, you've uh, reported from the state tournament for me last year a little bit. Uh, What's what's the experience of uh, just as a fan going through there? So the Winfield Linville game is at twelve fifteen on Monday. I am not sure on the trainer game. I, I would believe. I think it's the last uh, game. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I would think it'd be late later evening mm-hmm. game. I think they play two all the one A games and two two A games on Monday, then two two A games and all three A on on Tuesday. If I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, be the night game probably catch that uh, when I get home on Monday night. Uh, as far as you know, going up there, it, it's always fun to take take the guys. We usually go up on on Monday because you get the one A and one A games and and see teams you're familiar with. And obviously, uh, getting to watch a Winfield this year will be will be a bonus. Um, you know, it, it's always fun. I've been been going uh, since you know when I was in school. We were we're going to the vets. And uh, maybe I'm biased. I, I still uh, I still like Vets better than the Well. Um, you know, a lot of good memories there. But uh, you know, they needed to make some changes and update some things. So uh, we moved to the Well. Uh, Andy kind of hit on the atmosphere. It it, it it's different. Uh, it, it is kind of it's kind of a almost a letdown uh, when you go from those sub-state games, district finals, when your ears are ringing after the game. Um, coaching or playing and everybody you know is at the game and you get to the well and it's this huge expanse and and it's kind of just a mix of, of different fans and and your fans and um, yeah it's just so big that the it's just not quite quite the same feel uh, but but then again it's the state tournament and your kids should be up for that no matter what so that but that does I think that does uh, definitely mess with kids a little bit being that the fans are further away uh the gym's bigger they can't hear their coach so as you know as far as the coaching coaching goes you got to have a lot of uh be able to communicate non-verbally because your kids aren't always going to be able to hear and and the court's bigger court's also uh, uh 10 feet longer than most of the courts these kids are playing on every night so uh yeah little little quirks to it but at the same time, again, it's a state tournament, and every that's what you do. That's what you why you play basketball, and and you go all these youth tournaments and do all these things is to to get to the state tournament when you're in high school. All right, I got one more question, and this is for both of you, Coach Swanson. You can you can go first here. Uh, where, where 
where's the best place to eat up there? What you know, and, and what are you guys going to order? Well, just right around the arena, uh, you got Buzzard Billy's, which is always a good spot, and then I believe there's a Jethro's uh, very close by. It. Um, so those would be, you know, my top two picks. I've eaten in both places, and uh, and usually. Uh, the guys uh, want to gather at some point and go grab something to eat uh, that's not concession stand food. So we'll probably check one of those two out since it's walking distance. Okay. I know you're not going to this one, but you might go to the next round. Uh, you've been up there before. What's your go-to uh, state uh, uh, tournament restaurant there, Andy? Yeah, well, I also like to avoid the uh, concession stands, although they did have Chick-fil-A at the uh, wrestling tournament um, because they're so expensive. Uh, I love uh, Fazoli's is my favorite uh, fast food restaurant. It's just like the uh, you know the Italian uh, place is kind of a might be a lame uh, answer. I just had to Google it to see if that one closed down because I couldn't remember if it was the one in Des Moines or Fort Dodge that got closed down uh, because I had a real letdown last time I was at one of these tournaments and it was that uh, closed. So I like to you know eat somewhere Italian, and uh, I know it's not a very fancy place, but I'm a Fazoli's fan. All right. Well, uh, either one of you have anything else to say? No, just to say, uh, you know, uh, should be. It's always a fun, fun week. Obviously, uh, getting tar- getting towards the end of the girls this week, and uh, getting excited for Boys State hoops. And it seems like it's a roller coaster right into to uh, the college conference tournaments in March Madness. So, uh, you know, welcome, welcome to March. Okay, Andy, yeah. any anything else? And, and also, let us know about the uh, coverage for the Southeast Iowa Union. Yeah, well, first off, I agree with that. It's like uh, when the girls' state basketball, really when the sub-state stuff starts, it's like the beginning of just like uh, two months long of important basketball, which is really fun. There's my dog barking. Um, but uh, uh, we'll have um, coverage. First off, we'll be live tweeting the uh, Winfield game um, on at Union Sports page, our uh, sports Twitter page. Um, our deadline is a little weird. Um, for Tuesday's paper, our deadline is usually – about Monday at 1 o'clock, so of course this Winfield game runs into it, so we'll probably have a, a shorter breaking news story in Tuesday's paper uh, that says what happened in the Winfield game, and then a longer, more detailed one from Hunter um, with quotes and all sorts of pictures and all that stuff. In Thursday's paper, those will both fall on, online as soon as possible, so you might actually run into uh, uh, two stories going in uh, within the 24 hours. And then we'll talk about it on Southeast Italian Sports Talk on Tuesday. And uh, I'm guessing Hunter will be worn out because he'll have to be coming directly from Des Moines for that on Tuesday. And uh, we usually put those uh, episodes out at about uh, uh, maybe 11 a.m. Okay, well, uh, I would suggest your Twitter page, uh, Southeast Iowa Union Sports, uh, is a great place to keep up, man. That's that's one of the very best places uh, uh, I go to for, for scores. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Thank you, guys. You bet. Thanks, Dave. Good.